0: from the high desert of the great American Southwest. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, as the case may be. This is the Friends Against Government podcast with a very special spiritual guest, Ark Bell. I'm Carr Campit, with me is Bird, and today we're doing a little tribute to one of the most incredible broadcasters to walk the earth. This guy created uh, a community prior to the internet existing um, that brought fringe topics, the paranormal, bizarre political to a, an even more bizarre time slot that many my age and older remember from the late 80s all the way through to the mid 2000s um it was just a very very strange phenomenon bird what do you know about coast to coast um man that was
1: this is somber i don't i don't know anything about coast to coast i think this was the subject of our first episode um
0: i, I yeah it's, I, I i think i brought it up uh you know, it's, it's, it had, like I was saying, I think in our first episode, it did, it had like this weird impact on me. Um, I started listening to coast to coast. I would stay up late and it broadcasted, uh, I believe, and I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I believe the one Eastern to five Eastern time slot on a, on AM radio and four hours, this guy would broadcast and he would do call-ins and he would do bizarre topics. 1am? On AM radio, yeah.
1: No, 1 in the morning it would start?
0: 1 in the morning. Oh my god. To 5 in the morning.
1: He would do 4 hours starting at 1 in the morning?
0: 4 hours, virtually every night. What
1: an animal. Jesus.
0: Yeah. So, it it was just a very interesting thing. You know, it was a very interesting phenomenon. He did something that now I don't think would be appreciated as much with the advent of podcasting and the internet and, and the ability to seek out the bizarre is at your fingertips. But back then it wasn't. And what he did and how he went about it is just an incredible thing. And I think it did have a a profound influence on a lot of people, like I said, approximately my age and older, I, I think at some point, um, I think growing up somewhat without the internet at that at that age, or not really having, you know, maybe the internet was around, but it hadn't been built out. The scaffolding was there, but 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 there weren't any construction workers on the beams, really. You know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't. You could you, you, the information hadn't hadn't like fully been uploaded, so to speak and uh having that radio station um broadcasting things that weren't necessarily on the mainstream media was just it was like the predecessor of Infowars, almost you know it it was a place to go and just weird out for a while and uh it's 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 hard to kind of quantify that influence but it was certainly there uh and and the guy art bell was just ha, has an incredible story. I mean, and, and it's just a life lived, you know, and, and that guy left an imprint and it was just a fascinating story. And I, and I wish I knew more about him. I, he was, he was a little bit of, he was uh, not a hermit, but he was, he was definitely a more private dude.
1: I just had um, to, I, I looked some, st- I just was looking up something about art bell. It made me laugh. Um, what's that? It says here. Uh, so it says some, Oh, there it is. Um, it says uh the original host Art Bill, got his start in 1984 uh with a local conservative political talk show. Uh He uh-huh. later joined the Libertarian Party. <laughs> it says, "Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah." In parentheses. Yeah,
0: I, I figured. Yeah, like, like I was saying, yeah, yeah, like I was saying in the in the in the first episode, I, I would say he was kind of a somewhat a conservatarian, and maybe he was more libertarian than he let on, but a
1: good conservatarian, uh, I hope.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, really, really anti-war. I think. uh so I think he was born from like a, a World War II vet, you know, he was that era, mm-hmm. um, and then he joined the Air Force and was a medic over in Vietnam, and uh, and I think wherever he would go, he had this habit of, uh, fa- you know, fashioning a little pirate radio station and, and broadcasting anti-war music.
1: Did he I only know, had like, one in Vietnam?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know that there's enough documentation out there to say if he did or didn't, but... Um, and he probably didn't have time for it, you know, if he was an Air Force medic. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think when he was uh, back home, he would. Later, I, I think he he lived in Asia. I mean, I, I think in Okinawa maybe. And uh, I, I've just I heard this story, and I can't remember if I heard this story on a different radio station talking about him, or maybe it was on his. Okay. Uh, but he did like some marathon broadcasting event mm-hmm. where he stayed on air for. I don't even remember the number the, the number of days, but it was it was something like where you're you're by the end he had to have been delirious. I mean, it was like four or five days or something like that. He just yeah. live broadcasted as a fundraiser. And this was back in the seventies, and uh, and use that money like when when Saigon finally fell, he used that money to go in and like get children out. Oh,
1: cool. And
0: Jesus. you know, I mean, I, I think that that the man had uh, internal struggles and, and and things that he. Had to deal with uh, internally, but a good guy and and uh, an incredible life, and uh, clearly tried to tried to be on, on the right side of things more often than not. Do
1: we know? Uh, do we know how he passed away?
0: I don't think it's known yet. I mean, it happened. You know what? Twelve hours ago.
1: Uh yeah, something like that. He was seventy-two. I mean, he was getting up there. But um, yeah, that's true. But maybe it was the aliens. Maybe it was. Maybe maybe <laughs> he went out the way he would have always wanted to go out. Yeah. Maybe he finally the encountered man. the sasquatch. So drop the body. How would how would Art start uh, a show? What like like you did the intro? Would he go right into a topic? Would he open the lines?
0: Yeah. So so basically the the format it, it varied, right? Oh, like us. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So a lot of the times he would have a guest on. For I think the most popular format, and it's tough to like. I I grew up listening to it, but I don't think I appreciated what I had, and I don't go back and listen to old Art Bell stuff often enough. So it, you know, I'm going off of my memory as a child, but um, so basically, I, I it, as my memory serves me, the first so it was a four-hour radio program. The first two hours were typically he would have a guest on. And this guest would be an aficionado or quote-unquote expert or at least a um, uh, knowledgeable in the field of some fringe topic. And it might be ufology, it might be cryptids, it might be time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, frequent guests were old Army and Air Force guys that had weird experiences.
1: And how, how um, tongue-in-cheek was this done? Was
0: this... Not. Not at all? This was... No. Hmm. The, the, that that this was the platform this was come on here tell your your bizarre tales and I'll listen to you and that was the most incredible part about what he did was he just gave a platform to the fringe and rarely now there were some there were some people who were legitimately crazy or, or maybe he felt he that they, they they were jerking him around and he would give it back right but by and large if the topic was approached respectfully, he would offer the respect back. And that was that was just such a cool thing, like that to, to give that platform. And I mean, if you go back and listen to the archives, there are some strange, strange. Yeah, I remember I strange a, a friend people. of
1: mine, um a friend of mine was like, Oh, you've never heard of Art Bell he was listening to the the show and he was like, You've never heard of Art Bell And I was like, No, and he's like, Dude, you gotta go listen to this one where it's like it's like three in the morning and, and this dude calls in while he's driving and yeah. talks about his UFO experience that like happened like a minute beforehand.
0: Yes, yes. I don't yes. I
1: I, I, uh, I um I only listened to a couple snippets of it because it, it was like it what like you're saying it was like two hours long.
0: <laughs> Dude. But, it, um, yeah, I'm telling you Yeah, I remember and, and, that and one. It, and it would go. And so the the beginning would be very uh, guest driven. Sometimes they would take call ins, but then the second two hours was all call ins.
1: It was all call ins. All
0: call ins. Can you imagine? You're you're hosting a radio program from three to five Eastern. Now he lived in Nevada, so it was a little bit earlier, you know, I guess it would be one to three um yeah, Pacific still... or, or, <laughs> center or mountain. But You're still you're
1: dealing with the night folk.
0: The night folks, yeah. And and there's something about it, there's something about that atmosphere that's just so conducive to to the thing that he created. Yeah. And uh, people would call in and there were recurring callers, Ooh, you know, like there were that. there were new callers, there were and he, he was split it up. There was a separate number for east of the Rockies, there was a separate number for West of the Rockies. Okay. There was first time callers, international callers, and then there was like a wildcard line. Okay. And <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I just looked that up on Wikipedia. That it's it's like that was his style, was he had he had yeah. he organized it five different ways. Okay.
0: Yeah. And now all the lines weren't always open. So Sometimes it would just be east of the Rockies, west of the Rockies. Sometimes it would just be first-time callers. Sometimes it would just be the wild card line. Sometimes it'd be all five, you know. Yeah. And, and so it it brought like this a little bit of um, pleasant inconsistency, I'd say. And man, the people that would call in are were just, you know some they're just really fascinating people. Whether they were lying, telling the truth, uh, 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 thought they were telling the truth but were delusional whatever it was it was still a thing it was still something that happened
1: did we you know, uh did who, did he make anybody did he did he like with those those call ins did he make anyone like would there be a recurring guest maybe that i would know
0: oh wait uh, uh it, during the call ins yeah
1: did did anyone ever get famous as a call in person
0: uh that's a good question i don't
1: like i'm trying to think off know. the top of my head like who would have Who would have called in, like Eric Von Daniken? Uh, Who would have called in? David Icke? Did David Icke ever call in?
0: I believe David Icke was a guest on the show. Oh, yeah? What about Alex Jones? There's a lot of people people now in the more, I'd say, paranormal or fringe or whatever you want to call it uh, community that, yeah, were were frequent guests early on in the show. Mm Like Michu Kaku. uh, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was a frequent guest. Um,
1: what about uh, I, what about Giorgio uh, Giorgio Sokalos did he ever come on I love that guy from uh, Ancient I don't Aliens know. I don't know if I know who that is the, from Ancient Aliens the meme guy oh
0: yeah so the first time I heard Ancient Aliens was, was from Coast to Coast oh really Oh, yeah. The, the, the yeah, theory. Yeah, I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. Ah,
1: yeah, that's the same, like, yeah. Eric Von Daniken is, is one of those people. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. It may, it, there's it, something so I'm sickly sure. fascinating about it. Oh,
0: man. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the first time. And I remember I could not sleep. I was so fascinated by it. Um I, I, I didn't sleep for days. I mean, I, I just, I had to know more and like, and, and that was the, that was just the nature of the show. It just brought you back. It brought you back for more all the time. And the the first time I heard a lot of these fringe topics was, was on that show. I think Zechariah Sitchin was a, okay. a pretty frequent guest. Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain, but, and a lot of times they just have a guest on to, to tell just a, Bizarre story.
1: Yeah, I guess there was a balance between like, oh, hey, these are guests that come on before. You remember these guys? And then like, you know, dude calling in from in a dumpster.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just- so I'll tell you where one guy called in. There's a famous clip, and I remember listening to this. There was a guy that called in, and you could hear like kind of a hum in the background. Okay. And he claimed to be – he claimed. I mean we, nobody knows what the hell happened. He claimed to be in his private plane, like a Cessna or something like that. <laughs> okay. And he, and he was saying, I'm going to fly this thing over Area 51. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's talking, and, and, and like, it's live. Like, right. what is, what is our bell going to do? Right. You know? And so, and so he's got to play this, he's playing this game for, for, you know, a, I, I don't think it was a while. I, and, and again, I haven't gone back and listened. Like, I just remember this from as a kid. Uh, but, but then the, the call, like, Abruptly end. And
1: oh my god! <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, dude. Oh I mean, but but could it have been staged? Sure, sure. yeah, sure. But you know, it, that's what I'm thinking. It, it, when, and it likely was. Yeah, that's but, what I'm thinking. Is still. like
1: how much of this was tongue in cheek? Like, I guess okay. Make was the the show was played straight. Obviously, uh, not even was played what? straight. The show. I'm not even gonna say played straight. The show was done. Uh, just total, like totally seriously. Like, come Absolutely, on here, talk yeah. about okay. How much of the uh, the fan base was tongue in cheek about it? That's what I'm curious about. Because then, yeah, I, wouldn't you have these callers? I don't think that many.
0: Yeah, I think you, if, it was all legit. I think if the, t- <clears throat> think if the time slot was one p.m. to five p.m., it would have been a lot of tongue in cheek. I think because it was one a.m. to five a.m., it was not.
1: Right, right.
0: No one's gonna stay you
1: know, up until three in the morning just to do a twenty minute prank.
0: Yeah, and, and now I, am, am I saying that that didn't happen? I'm. I'm no, I'm sure it did. Uh, but a lot of the people they called in, and you are just drawn in to the crazy. I mean, right. is it true? Is it false? Who the hell yeah, knows? Ca- Do they and believe cares? it to be true, but it's not true. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But you're, it's just something that's happening, and it's live on air, and you're listening to it just helplessly addicted to the show. Right. You know, and, and, and it's it was really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah, that's, and they that's had, awesome. they had, they would have like really creepy recurring callers. Like I think one caller claimed to be Satan and called a number of times.
1: Who uh, claimed to be Satan himself?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was really creepy. There was something, man, I'd have to go back and look. I, I'm sure if I could, I could, I could put the right words into a Google search to, to get it. But there was like something where the, the guy that claimed to be Satan like predicted something to happen and it happened oh, or something like that yeah it was <clears throat> really strange yeah. really really strange it might have been like 911 or something like that like cuz you know i was listening to this before before all that happened and um you know it was, it was a different time i guess but uh yeah it it was it was bizarre and, and there were there were uh there was an episode called there was an episode a famous episode called Mel's Hole, and this guy uh, yes, Mel, yes called in, and I, I may have talked about in this. No, you know, I, I episode,
1: but that's so. that seems to be one of the most famous ones. If you search yeah. up like Coast to Coast clips, explain that one to me. I don't know anything about it.
0: Man, from what I remember, there was a guy, and like in his backyard, they he had like a well or something like that. Man, I, I hope I'm not butchering this, but. Um, I think his. I I think I'm gonna butcher this. I I don't really recall the specifics of how he found it, but the 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 gist of it was that if you threw deceased animals or I I think people down this hole, they would reanimate.
1: Where and
0: uh, and yeah, it's so strange. Where would they
1: reanimate?
0: I I don't recall. I'd I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. I don't even really remember the specifics. (laughs) What's that? Yeah. Down in the hole.
1: Well, <laughs> like, it's like, it. it's like, well, you dick. I'm bu- <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm stuck down here.
0: Reanimated me down at the bottom of a hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And uh, there was one where, where somebody called in and they were like, I, I, I went camping with a bunch of buddies up in the Pacific Northwest and we were all asleep and we just heard all this crashing, like all around us, all around us, like all night. We were too scared to move. And uh, woke up and there were all these boulders like surrounding them, like you know. And, and you're like, what, like, what is the you know, and <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know, you know, there's there's just something fascinating about it, right? It, it was it a real thing that happened, probably not, yeah. but uh, who knows. yeah, who, who the hell knows? I got,
1: but it's half, half the spirit of it, is yeah, you exactly, don't need to know, exactly. like, it's not gonna it doesn't well, change the, anything, it's, it's...
0: almost the, the entire point of listening was for me, it out of hundred people that call in the vast vast majority are likely delusional or faking it right but what if one was right, right right
1: you know to clean the lottery. It,
0: that that's that, that's the allure yeah, and you want to be there wasn't. you want to
1: be the first one there to hear the, the the first like real story of who actually encountered the bigfoot like yeah you don't get that it anymore was cool. it's no man it's, totally no, different. It's,
0: it's it's the end of an era it truly is he, <laughs> he was he was something special I and, think early
1: yeah. Alex Jones was like this
0: yeah i mean he's in a lot of ways i'd say he's like the predecessor to to, to jones? Alex jones or something like yeah. that i mean he was way more calm like you know the,
1: than alex jones two, yeah two,
0: well obviously i mean they're they're two totally different styles but
1: yeah um, although like they, early they, alex i remember early alex was actually pretty calm too um, yeah, I them. bet you – I wonder how much of an inspiration like, – did they ever interact?
0: Uh, well, Alex Jones was on Coast to Coast. Oh, he was? But okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <gasps> hosting
1: or it or, but, or calling in?
0: No, they would have him as a guest. But that was after 9-11, and I don't know that Art Bell was hosting it at that time. I think it might have been George Norrie. But uh, oh, George like, Norrie the, the, the show really it. changed after 9-11, really? I, I thought. and Yeah, man, it, got, it, it just – there was something special about the late '90s Coast to Coast. Did everything I mean, kind of get taken over by the '911 or, talk? Kinda, yeah, yeah. That's the way that I felt. But um, and Art Bell hosted it less and less. I think he was having health issues or something like that. And George Nori came in. And then there was bad blood. Uh, there was bad blood between the two, and
1: yeah. it,
0: it kind of got sloppy after that. But uh, they still play old episodes. Uh, it's it's a segment or it's a radio program called Somewhere in Time. Mm-hmm. And on Saturdays before the live. Coast to Coast AM broadcast. They'll they'll broadcast an old Coast to Coast oh, from, that's cool. Bell from yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So it, it end of an era, man. End of an era, and uh, so this one goes out to Art Bell
1: and, and um, hope and and Monday too, because uh, we will we're still gonna be having Anarchy Ball on, and uh, it's good thing that we timed it this way. So hopefully yeah. we can actually get a, a good conspiracy in. Uh, absolutely in the spirit man. Of, What's of Art dedicate.
0: Bell. Let's dedicate Anarchy Ball's conspiracy episode to Art Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: Man, the way you feel um, is the way that I'm gonna feel when Alex goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. And if I and 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 um and the way that you feel I would have felt when Breitbart went. Yeah. Um right. but I, I wasn't active when Breitbart went. I didn't I wasn't paying attention. But been looking back at Breitbart, Breitbart and and and, and Jones have had like a, a concerningly large influence on (laughs) my (laughs) questioning things. Yeah. Yeah, That's,
0: that's something that we play on pretty frequently in this podcast is the difference in our age is not like all that much, but it's enough that we're, we're almost a decade apart really. So, so my late nineties was your 2000, your late 2000. Right. Exactly. And and so, you know, my coast to coast was your Alex Jones, you know, that's in some weird way. Um, And, and that's, that's just an interesting, it, it goes to show how, how it's like a snowball effect. You know, you just, one guy does one thing and then it spins off this and it spins off that. And, and, and just the oh, creative yeah. process, that spontaneous order, man. It, it's just, it, it, it's a really, really cool thing. It's
1: And I'm telling you, I, I remember when I, um I wouldn't. I think Alex Jones is more of an influence for me, uh, like later, more recently, probably. I've been listening to Alex Jones infrequently for the past two years. Okay. But um, also, on top of like Alex Jones, Andrew Breitbart, I don't believe the conspiracy, but um, the History Channel's Ancient Aliens. Oh yeah, man. Um, I like, dude, nothing more entertaining. Dude, it's not a thing more entertaining. It's
0: fascinating, man. It, it truly. It's is. awesome. Cause like, it's, I,
1: for, I've gr- I've grown in, in so much respect. For people who will put their balls on the table yep. and and go, yeah, I believe this. Like this is wacky, and I know it's wacky, and I believe it. For sure, and man. they're genuinely like dudes who who really do well, believe and, it. And,
0: and yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's what was very cool about Art Bell and you know to some degree Alex Jones and just a lot of that movement was that it was a movement where people were willing to stick their neck out and say. Yeah. Yeah. To hell with all your opinions. Like, I, I, am gonna, I'm gonna do this. And, and yeah, you may think I'm a kook. Yeah, you may think I'm crazy. Uh, but this is fascinating. And there are a lot of people yes. out there with interesting stories to tell. And I'm gonna give them a platform. And I'm gonna give them respect until they don't respect me. And, and as long as there's mutual respect, you got a platform. And I want to understand your perspective. And that is something that. It, I think influ- I think that is what influenced me maybe more than anything was just giving anything a shot like you know intellectually giving anything a shot and just seeing seeing what it's about you know and, and, and that was very important uh, especially for the phenomena that was coast to coast it, it wouldn't have worked any other way it couldn't have there had to be there had to be a degree of respect and you know I I appreciate that so. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, I think we got a couple yeah. other things to talk about, but I'm glad that we I'm glad that we got to to. to I, I wish it were under different circumstances, but I'm glad that
1: yeah.
0: we yeah. got to talk about Art belt. Well,
1: well, yeah. Um, Do you want to take it for a bit? I don't know. Uh, Friday the thirteenth was man. Friday the thirteenth. They always say Friday the thirteenth is a bad day, um, and it usually isn't. It's usually just fine. Yeah. Uh, but this Friday the thirteenth was was not. It was not a good day. Besides Art Bell, which which happened later in the day, um, uh, if in, unless no one was paying attention, we're back we're back in Syria again. I don't know how much there is really to, to, to go on about that. I mean, we could we could rag about the war machine for probably hours. We could we got a lot of that off our chests last night. Um, but I I suppose it behooves us to talk about it a little bit. Uh, what's going on? And uh, yeah, I don't even—I don't even really know where to start it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's,
0: I, I, missiles were fired, right? I, I mean, don't think anyone knows where to missiles start. Missiles were fired in, into Syria at, a, at an airbase. Uh,
1: several, um, I want to say, at several. Yeah. Well, this is what they say: they they, they fired several, and I, and by several I mean dozens, possibly dozens of of, of targeted strikes at uh, various areas, like suspected chemical weapons researching areas. Some of them were in the city. Like some of them, some of them were uh, like there's images of, of 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 missiles flying down either into Damascus or into another large populated area. yeah, it was all, all last night, I, I was looking through Twitter because I found out that you can make a list function on Twitter, and that blew my mind because now've I've organized all of my particular followers and, and, and other and otherwise into like categories, and one of my categories is Syria. Oh God now because i just need i need to keep updated on it for oh, okay
0: so what, what i don't even think i understand the list function
1: so the what? list function is just like instead of following people and having everything in the timeline you can actually take people and put them into their own timeline so now i have a timeline of people who talk about syria oh and interesting okay so i was just letting that scroll for a while is that
0: when when you get added to a list is that what's going on
1: yeah i think some people add you to lists like to to tell you to fuck off like some like i've been added to a nazi list which is more of which is more of a like hey fuck you dude it's not an actual list of someone who's like oh let me see what the nazis are saying today (laughs) you know what i mean yeah right um but yeah so i i had my i had my list going i was just looking and seeing all the things that was going on and and you know, like I said, we could talk about the horror of what that is. Uh, I mean, we, we we'd rag on war as much as possible. I mean, people know where we stand on that. Every listener probably stands the exact same way as we do um, when it comes to war, and, and, and specifically this war. So, you know, we we created this show for a few reasons, and, and one of the reasons was because we wanted to come up with libertarian solutions to problems. Um, right. And... I don't really know if if we're in the space to do that. But there's just so much here that's been a problem for so long. So, I mean, we could start from the obvious, like, did Assad gas people? Yeah. Like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We have no information. I was getting into a lot of fights with people who I like uh, on Twitter because there's so many people who are just like, yeah, yeah, he gassed people. This is what you got to do. We had to do it. Otherwise, yeah. more people will die. Man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that for a lot of yeah, reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and I think that it's it's, I mean, you've got so many superpowers and near superpowers that are involved in that region, and that it's you know it's it's a it's you know really become a proxy war. And there is virtually no way that I'm aware of that you're gonna get untainted information out of that place, like. Yeah. I don't trust that Assad gasses people. I don't trust that Assad didn't gas his people. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You know, I, and, and to some degree, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you want to go, if you feel compelled to go help people fight for their freedom, I don't think there's a more noble act. Pick up a rifle and go. Yeah. But you can't point your rifle at someone else and tell them to Yes. or you can't point your rifle at someone else and tell them to fund. Yeah, it. that's that's um, the problem
1: to me. Like as libertarians, I mean, we're not pragmatic people. That's no. not the point of, of of why we believe what we believe. We've moved past pragmatism to just sort of principle, and that principle doesn't change. And because of that, I think we get I think we get confronted with things that we can't answer because yeah they're pragmatic questions right and one of the common talking points of, of, of both people who are really for this war and then people who are against the war, you know, like uh, Charlie Kirk. Uh, yep. I don't, you know who Charlie Kirk is, at least don't a little you. bit? So Charlie Kirk, Kirk put out a tweet, and I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't want to look it up right now, but it was something along the lines of, look, yeah, this is this is wrong and war is terrible, but what what are we going to do? Are we just going to let these people die? He has to be stopped. I can at least respect that more than that fucking jerk-off who... I don't even want to mention his name. That fucking jerk-off who takes a picture that's not even from Syria, takes a picture of Iraq War, probably 03, of a bomb blowing up in a city, and above it the caption says, worth every penny.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure most people know who I'm talking about. I don't even want to fucking mention that guy's name, but some fucking 20-year-old moron who's never picked up a gun in his life.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah I think to, I, to your point and maybe and maybe a, as a, a greater theme of the episode, d- despite disagreement, I think it's important to extend respect to people who say we have to do something because people are dying. Like,
1: I, And you in, know on, what? On we some do. level
0: that that I, I get it. I, I get that. I, I just, you know, when you take the next step and, and in a weird way, it's almost a pragmatic issue. You're it is. you're saying you're saying you're saying we have to do something and 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 what is it and, and I and it sucks to sound just like a a, a naysayer and you know a negative Nancy just like shooting holes in in, in an argument uh, when somebody's trying to in their mind legitimately help, but what the hell are you gonna do right. you know and 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 this is the difference between a a government and a and a business is that a business will come to an investor and say you know here's the pro forma here. Are here's the business plan. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we need, and here's what you get. The government is just gonna go in there like a bull in a china shop and rob the shit out of its own citizens. Yeah. So, and I
1: I, I mean, you bring up businesses too, but let's not forget there are a lot of businesses involved in this war. Well, but but yes, that are are paid through. Right. Exactly.
0: So, is it a business? Yeah. Technically, I guess not. Yeah. But no, if you're paid ultimately through theft, it's not a business. Yeah,
1: right. There's no, there's no need to cover your own bases. Like, I think we can safely say Raytheon is not going anywhere. Right. They're, they're being paid by someone who has infinite money. Right. Yep. It's it's like it's it's like if you're building a house in the Sims, and you can put in cheat codes to make as much money as possible. Right. You're gonna take as much time building as many. Fucked up walls and then deleting them. Yeah. Doing whatever you want is possible.
0: And that cheat code is literally the rape of your own citizenry. Yeah. I mean we we come on here to offer solutions. (laughs) This is the the problem.
1: Is when when someone like Charlie Kirk brings that up, there's two ways that you can go about it. Is you can either say, Yeah, you're right, we do have to do something Or you can go, No, we don't have to do anything. And the problem is we talked about building the movement last time. That second one does not build the movement. Yep. Whether whether we like it or not, that second option of, no, we don't do anything, doesn't build anything. In fact, that works against us in, in the sickest way. And it's not because we n- would need to go to war to bring people over to the libertarian side. It's it's to just say, no, we don't have to do anything. Right. It, it is, and, and that doesn't even mean we need to do something as a collective. But... Yeah, I I, I know we're, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I see a lot of I see a lot of libertarians who are just like, no, let them fucking bomb one another. This is not our business. Like, yeah, it's not, but yeah. that's not an answer and, and, and either. It
0: plays uh, it it plays into the opponent's hand in the ability to paint us as just you know greedy isolationists that are just out for our own good. And yeah, you know we all know the flaws with that anyway. But uh, is the answer possibly to say in response something like? Yeah, we do need to do something. So let's start a Kickstarter, raise some money, come up with a plan, hire the right people, and execute. Yeah. I mean, I, is that an answer? I mean, I, I know that that philosophically <sighs> speaking, an answer is, no, we don't have to do anything. And, and truth be told, There's, we don't. But if you want to do something,
1: so, is that the answer? I think a lot of libertarians feel like they have to be isolationists. Yeah. I feel like libertarians feel like they they need to not bother anyone else, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's the case. And I, I would I would make my case for this in writing because I can't do it over a podcast. But I think there's a difference between isolationism and not bombing the shit out of people.
0: Right, right, right. Well, I mean, that...
1: I I think isolationism implies that. Um, like it's not my business, leave me alone. Yeah. And that's all well and good. But like what you just said I don't, look, I don't know what the opposite of isolationism, it could be globalism. I, I don't know. It could be. But whatever the opposite of isolationism is, is is what you just said. It's it's taking concern with people who aren't directly around you. And and some people do that by blowing people up right. which is the neocon way. And then some people would say, like you just said, well, if we want these people not to be bombed to death and not to be gassed either, you know, assuming that someone gassed them is the point. Mm-hmm. Somebody gassed someone. And, and, and obviously people are going to want to do something about that. So I guess, the, uh, like you said, the way to do this the libertarian way, do this, the way to do this the non-aggressive way, like the way to do this to assume that not everyone is on your side but the people who are will take your help... Is to do a Kickstarter. It really is. Right. They were aggressed against, not us. But if they can't fund themselves, I feel like we should help. Sure. And then I say that, and then isolationists will go, "Well, look what happened the last time we funded these people." And I don't, yeah, I don't but, know if that. It, see that you're right because that's not an issue with being a libertarian. Right. At that so, point.
0: So, so I think, and yeah, this is this is. Uh, I think there, there is a divide. And I think we talked about it last time a little bit within the libertarian community where we share the same value. That's an aggression principle. And, uh, and and there are some who want to be left alone and want to leave others alone. And my hat's off. Um, And I, I think I, I have a strong streak of that in me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's the other side that is the more maybe business or capitalist side that says, you know, I see Syrians, uh, ostensibly rich with oil. I want to do business with them. I, I don't want them right. to be bombed. I, I want there to be pe- peace there so that you know we can do business. That's 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 another business partner.
1: Right. Um,
0: and, and and
1: and you can achieve that without robbing people in your own country right. or bombing or or being directly involved in bombing I'd, innocent people. I'd go so
0: far as to say that's the only way you can achieve that.
1: I, I agree. The, the,
0: that that is the only way that that happens. I mean that that's that's classic Bastiat, right? Where 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 goods cross borders, troops don't. I you know that's that's the only way, and it's important not to when you know when we just try to distinguish between isolationism and I I, I don't I'm not going to call it globalism because I, I don't isolationism and and let's say let's say non-isolation whatever the whatever the the other is. Uh, it's important to think about it in a different paradigm than what what's currently on the table currently on the table is if you're not an isolationism or isolationist you want to rob people in order to bomb people you know yeah and and we haven't really seen a whole lot of well executed popular and there's probably a lot of reasons for that um volunteer groups that are successfully ending violent campaigns <laughs> you know because yeah. it's incredibly hard and and you know this place is a, is a freaking hotbed and you've got every superpower under the sun vying for power there man yeah. I, I, my advice is to get the hell out of there <laughs> like I, I it's mine too you know I, I don't I don't know man I, I, I don't think that there's
1: certain. A, yeah certainly I think I don't think any victory can be achieved by ha- having boots on the ground or furthermore having drones in the skies No. and and yeah it's it's
0: because what, I'm because what t- is victory I, what is victory and that's the big that's the that's the that's the big question that i have and that's the big question that's always lacking when a state goes to action is what is victory victory yeah. on the business side is profit right it's very right. easy that's a, that's an easy thing to do my economic outputs need to be greater than my economic inputs Done. right that is, victory. with a state, you have absolutely no clue. It's it's an advance of power. That's victory, and power for whom? Not There's you. There's a quote
1: from William Westmoreland, General Westmoreland, who who was one of the leading generals alongside uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, during the Vietnam War. And Westmoreland came up with the idea that the only way we'd be able to win in Vietnam was if we killed every Vietnamese person there. Jesus Christ. But I would even argue this goes all the way back to Vietnam. I mean, this is the same tactic that it's always been. Is like you said, well, what's victory? <laughs> These people don't want us to be there. So there's always going to be revolutions against us and against the powers that we install. So what do you do? And if we're going by Westmoreland, uh, then it's to kill every single person Jesus. there. And that's not going to work. Yeah. And this is the prevailing opinion in, in government right now, whether they want to say it or not, is, how, well, how do you beat ISIS? Well, you got to kill everyone in ISIS. Okay, what happens if you kill everyone in ISIS? Well, there's a power vacuum, uh, and Assad goes in. Okay, so then we kill Assad. Okay, Assad is dead now. Now there's a power vacuum. Who fills it? Al-Nusra. Okay, so what do we do with Al-Nusra? Uh, we kill all of Al-Nusra. Okay, then what happens? Well, then Al-Qaeda comes in. Okay, so we get... You You, you get it, Carr. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> this is the same old fucking song and dance and
0: when and when you it's funny because when you when you present the problem it's like i have two very strong gut reactions and one is the anarchist and that's it's none of my fucking business and right as long as you don't fuck with me i won't fuck with you and then i have the capitalist that's like holy shit i don't want to bomb my potential clients
1: no (laughs) and then there's a dude and don't discredit the fact that there's the human who goes jesus the there are children who yeah. are growing up seeing their parents' heads get fucking blown yeah. off. We said it last time, and, I, I, and I'll fucking say it again, libertarians need to have hearts. And I think a lot of us do, but I think a lot of us also have brains. <laughs> that brain constantly says, nah, it's not my business, don't wanna get involved. And I think there's ways that you can get involved without breaking principle. I really do. And you call it the capitalist side, and I think that's great, but it implies to other people that we're only, we only care about people as far as the money goes. Right. And, and, Look, I mean it is demonstrably true. Well, I care but, about
0: I care about people that I've never met only because of the money. Like I would care about a, a Syrian business interest because of the money. Right. I don't care about that's what my I'm community saying. only because of the money. You know, there, there is a, yeah. a divide.
1: No, know? there is. There definitely is. I don't know. This is a question that libertarians have had before and I don't feel like it's a sufficient answer to just say, that's not my business. I feel like yeah. there's a more diplomatic answer. And if you're concerned about getting more people in the movement, then I feel like you should go into that more diplomatic answer.
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. But when you when you say okay. I do want to clarify though. When you say it's not a sufficient answer, I, I think it is. Okay, I, you're I, right. It's it is, it is and it gets back to what we talk about all the time. Like it's if you want to if you want to mind your own business and not bother anybody, man, go for
1: it. Right, it's sufficient um, to the principle. It, yeah, exactly. It's, sufficient. it's definitely is sufficient to the principle to say, no, it's not my business. I don't want to get yeah. involved. And you're not heartless for saying it either. I don't want to imply that. No. I just want to say that if anyone is concerned with building the movement, then you don't have to bend principle to bend identity. You really don't. Right. I mean, there's so many people in the libertarian movement who don't have that as the answer to just, let's leave them alone. Yeah. There's so many people who are like, we got to help these people somehow. This is insane. We need to stop the wars. And you could probably do it domestically. I mean, you don't, you, we don't even need to bother with the Syrians at all no. to help end the war in Syria. Yep. Because it's all fucking homegrown anyway. S-
0: send them some Bitcoin. But
1: this is a conversation that libertarians, certainly I would like to, but this is a conversation that people in the liberty movement need to start having. Because for too long, the answer's been, well, what's Aleppo anyway? Like, yeah. what is that place? I don't know anything yeah, about right. that.
0: It, it, like, it it's it, just... Uh, we need to have a... Because that's the gotcha, right, for us. Or, or it's what people perceive as the gotcha for us. Like, everything else I feel like we can smooth right. over, that's the one. Right. It's like, oh, this shit's hitting the fan in X country, and you're just going to sit there. principle right. On principle, it's, And
1: this is what's so great about Ron yeah. Paul, is the dude still does radio shows, and the dude has been saying the same fucking thing for 30 yeah. years. 40 years, probably, even more. And it's, yeah, this is a problem... And we need to end it. Mm-hmm. And you know how we end it? We stop the fucking <laughs> war state. Yeah, right. That's how we end it. He doesn't even mention like how. Okay, we have to go into Syria to fix it, like wh- whether it be with soldiers or with money. Doesn't even mention that. He he's stuck to the idea that we don't have to go into Syria to fix Syria. We don't even have to tax people to fix Syria. This is easy. This is an easy one. Shh, I missed I wish Ron Paul was 45. I really do. Yeah, right. I wish he was 45 again. Because now more than ever, that that's necessary. The dude who sticks to principle 100% of the time, but also moves the liberty movement in the right direction 100% of the time. Yep. I, I can't think, and it's evident in the polls, that he managed to get Democrats on his side and half of Republicans on his side. It, it's evident that people like that message and that we have the principles to back it up. And people are attracted to principles and logic but they're also attracted to feelings. Mm-hmm. And Ron Paul had the feelings to go with yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And people like Gary Johnson don't. They're fucking fake feelers. Yep. They're fake feelers who don't even know what the fuck Aleppo is. And they'll stay at home and yell about how people need to bake cakes for gay people. Like, he, he it's a complete wrong direction. Yeah, I agree. It's the total wrong direction, and it didn't fucking work.
0: Right. Couldn't agree more. Ugh. <sighs> Couldn't agree more, man. Well, jeez. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to wrap it up here and and? Uh, yeah, I, like I figured we had
1: to talk about this. Yeah, we did. I just, I figured we had to talk about this and, and Art Bell and and just throw something out there. Um, we got any plugs?
0: Uh, let's leave out the plugs. Let's let's leave out the plugs for this one. Let's catch it on at Anarchy Balls. So let's leave this one for Art Bell.
1: That's good. Yeah, I like that.
0: All right. So I think in honor of Art Bell. Uh, We're going to let this thing run out to Midnight Express. Uh, That's the intro music for Coast to Coast AM under Art Bell. Uh, So to Art, W6OBB, ham radio operator, whose key just went silent. Peace.